This is Biz Bevs and Bites in the Berg and Beyond, a podcast hosted by Kelly Commander and Cindy Ellick. The show brings engaging and educational business content to listeners while highlighting the best restaurants and beverage makers in the Pittsburgh region. Pull up a chair and join Cindy and Kelly for the happiest hour by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and visit the show at bizbevsbites.com. Welcome to Biz Bev's Bites in the Berg and Beyond. No, your ears are not playing tricks on you. Kelly nor Cindy has a terrible cold and they are not raspy. I am your fill-in host today because we are doing a flip the script. Instead of Cindy and Kelly interviewing wonderful guests, my name is Rob Oliver and I'm going to sit in for them and I'm going to interview Cindy about what she has learned in her experience. Now, this, as you know, this past month has been dedicated to podcasting. And now, Cindy, you are officially a podcaster. You've been a podcaster for a month. You've got eight episodes under your belt. So uh, are you okay with me uh, grilling you on everything that you have learned in the last month? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Well, yes. <laughs> wonderful. We're, we're not going to go like, uh, you know into any of the uh, police shows where I'm going to be turning bright lights on you. And uh, which on a side note, I have to tell you one of the funniest stories I ever heard. There was a guy who the police were interrogating and they got a colander. They put a bunch of wires, attached wires to it, attached it to the copy machine. They put a piece of paper in the copy machine that said he's lying. And every time that he would say something that they didn't think was true, they would push the button and this piece of paper would pop out of the copy machine. And they got a confession out of him based on this whole thing. All right. So I'm not going to do that. I don't believe you will lie to me. I believe that we will all benefit from learning from what you've gone through and hearing your expertise. So I, Thank you for being willing to do this. And I hope that, that this will be as much fun for you as it is for me. Um, I'm sure it will be, Rob. I mean, it's uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to be able to sit and chat with you this morning and, and go through this. And um, hopefully it'll be beneficial for the listeners as well. as Because, uh, I mean, this has definitely been a, a tremendous learning experience for Kelly and I over, over the last month plus in doing this. So I would imagine that you have picked up like a bunch of little... Uh, tidbits of wisdom. What what would you call them? I think you had a phrase for them. What'd you call them? Nuggets. Okay. Uh, so we'll call them gold nuggets. All right. Mm-hmm. Where little, little nuggets of value. Uh, is there, can you share a couple of those with us? Maybe is there one that really jumps out at you that says, this is something that I find really valuable, or maybe you say, here's a couple of things that, that really uh, spoke to me. Actually, I mean, there, there was a number of things that spoke to me. Um, you know, as you know, we interviewed four different podcasters, yourself included. Uh, you know, you're the producer of Biz, Bevs, and Bites. And each, uh, each guest that we talked to, yourself, Jeremy Shear, Ingrid Thompson, and Jess Brannis, all had great, valuable information and nuggets of wisdom to share as they've been doing their, their podcasts over the years. Um, one of the things... So you were our first podcast guest that we spoke to. Uh, a couple things from from you resonated with me, and one of it uh, was: if you want to start a podcast, plan. 
a proper prior planning prevents poor performance. And you had said that that was something that your dad taught you. And, and I thought that that was just a really great piece of uh, wisdom nugget of advice uh, when it comes to, to planning, yeah. you know, create a plan and then, then work your plan. Sure. And I mean, the old adage is uh, people don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. So yeah. uh, good. I'm glad that that was helpful. So let's talk mm-hmm. about um, when Jeremy was on, what, what did you, what did you learn from Jeremy? So Jeremy really takes a very systematic approach in finding guests to, to talk to on his podcast. And so he is, is rather selective. Uh, he does some, some research first through looking you know, at LinkedIn and then going to a company's website and seeing, you know, are they blogging? What, are, what type of content is the business or are they putting out uh, to, to their audience? And then that kind of helps him determine whether or not that company uh, is going to be a good uh, potential candidate uh, to, to interview and talk to. I, and yeah, because here's what's happening the way that you're going to grow your audience is through your guests. You know, you, yep. you can, you can build your own audience and put your information out there, but you need to have guests that are connected guests that are influencers in order to, you know, to grow your audience with that. Right. A great point. So what about Ingrid? What jumped out at you for her? So with Ingrid, now she is from Australia. So we were talking to her down under from Sydney and one of the very first things that Ingrid shared whenever we kind of got into the, the meat of the, the interview with her was her very first podcast, she forgot to hit the record button. So press the record button was like number one you know, takeaway from uh, her, her conversation with us. And fortunately, she had interviewed uh, a gentleman who was a, uh, a friend colleague. He pressed record and he had the interview. So he definitely saved the day <laughs> with her very first recording. Yeah. Oh, that's gotta be. And listen, it's funny because there are so many different layers of there are different pieces that you have to do to make sure everything works out and something as simple as hitting the record button, everything else is in place. That's just one thing that, yeah. Right. Ah, the most simple and elementary and yet, um, essential. If you miss that one, you've missed it all. Uh, good. So when Jess was on, what mm-hmm. did you learn from her? Well, so we uh, shot the the shit with Jess, as we as we said in the title of the the episode. Uh, and you know, Jess has been doing her drinks with Jess podcast for for she's uh, entered her eighth year. So you know she's been doing she's been at this for a long time. And she had a number of different things that that she talked about. And one of the things that um, resonated for me in very much, you know, being in, in sales for the number of years that I've been in sales and marketing is being likable. And she talked about how that if she's talking to somebody, maybe a vendor that's, you know, selling her a piece of equipment or something like that, is that person just doing a presentation, kind of going through the motions, or are they somebody that like sits down with her and, makes a connection with her and you know does she find them likable or you know do people find her likable so and, and it goes back to and kelly made this comment during our conversation with jess it is it's all about no like and trust and whenever you build that no like and trust then you're building a, a great relationship with with that individual 
Yeah, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Because it, you're, in some ways, it's a you know it's a one way street up for communication. With podcasting, you're talking, the audience is listening, and how do you how do you work on the relationship? You know, being being willing to um, to open up and to build that no and to build you know it builds on each other, right? Where they've got to know you, and then the more they get to know you the more they will like you, the more they like you, then it, it leads to trust. Um, what has your experience been with that um, as what, as far as being a podcaster and kind of feeling comfortable to open up about what's going on with you or share what's going on in your life? Well, I mean, you know, since we've been, uh, since the podcast has started, you know, I've been in the host seat uh, and, you know, kind of today I'm sitting in the interview e-seat <laughs> so hence the, the the script has been flipped right um and i think one, one thing for me it's just being true to yourself and being authentic and i believe that the authenticity if you're authentic that's going to show it's going to come out and and you know being relatable sure I, so tell me what is something that you've experienced that was kind of something you didn't anticipate as far as being a podcaster? Um, I think the, the amount of time that, that is involved with it. Um, you know, so you have the, the interviewing uh, segment and then there's, you know, scheduling guests and getting, uh, you know, social posts put together and blogs and, and the producing, which you're taking care of. But I mean, there, there's a lot of work and time and effort involved in putting a podcast together. Uh, so that, that was kind of the surprise, I believe, for me is to how much time it, it takes. Um, and with that said, yes, it's been time consuming, but I'm having a blast with it. Sure. I, and that's it's so interesting. I, you know, people hear the podcast episode and, you know, it's 20 minutes, it's 40 minutes, it's an hour, whatever it is. Uh, and that not realizing what that represents as far as, you know, getting the finding the guests, making the connections. It's, it's such an interesting thing. Uh, what would you say is like the, the most pleasant thing that you have experienced in being a podcaster? What, what's something you're like, this is, this is what I really enjoy about what we're doing. I enjoy, and this is something that for as long as I've been in the sales and marketing profession, talking to others and asking questions and then listening to them tell their story or share something about what has worked well in their business or, oh, here's a misstep and this is what happened and here's how I recovered from it. So for me, it's just meeting and talking to a wide range of different people and listening to their perspectives on, on business, on life or whatever, or, or even what they put in their salad. Cause as you know, Kelly and I do the 412 with our guests and, and you flip that on its end and did the 215. Of course. Hey, you know, yeah. I, I am, I'm not easy to get along with, right? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I, no, I try and be easy to get along with. I just yeah, kind of got to, got to shake things up, up every now and then. There's not, nothing like your first guest coming on and saying, you know what? I understand what you're trying to do, but we're just going to have to do it my way because right. this is how I am. Right? Um, it's good. So, has there what has been like the funniest story or the funniest experience that you've had? And this can 
This can even be um, in some of the episodes that you've recorded and haven't released yet. What, what has really been something that has made you laugh while you're doing the podcast? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, going back to the, the conversation that Kelly and I had with Jess Brannis, um, I've known Jess for a number of years and she's just a, a phenomenal gal. And it was just, you know, three, three ladies just sitting around having a, a conversation and just, you know, laughing, enjoying each other, having a good time. Uh, Jess is a great storyteller and she has lots of stories to tell. So that was just, um, it was definitely a lot of fun. We talked about, uh, we're going to take the podcast out on the road. It's going to be biz, bevs, and bites and drinks with Jess. And it was just all sorts of fun things. So uh, to the listeners, if you've not listened to Jess Brannis' episode, uh, I encourage you to do that because it was definitely a, a fun session. So let me just ask this then. It, I, I would imagine that's kind of what you're, what your vibe, the vibe you were looking for, right? With it's basically the three people sitting down at a table with their beverage of choice, with a little bit of food. And this is what the conversation would sound like if the three of us were in the same room sitting at the same table. Is that exactly? Yep. That's exactly it, Rob. Cool. So just if you could have, you know, anybody in the world, who would you like to to sit down with and have that, you know, I mean, drinks with Jess is kind of the, the idea. Who would you like to sit down and have that adult beverage and um, Pittsburgh-style meal with uh, of anybody in the world, you and Kelly and fill in the blank? That's a, that's a tough one, Rob. Um, gosh. Okay, so let me just, let me throw out some, I'm thinking from a Pittsburgh perspective, mm-hmm. like, Sitting down with like Terry Bradshaw or Franco Harris, um, that would be that would be someone who represents Pittsburgh True. to me. Um, mm-hmm. I would imagine that there would be some amazing stories there. Uh, you know, Bill Mazeroski is still around. I I think he's still around. Uh, and but you know, having having a chance to talk with someone like him who would just have tremendous stories about the the Pittsburgh sports scene and those kind of things. And, and really I'm, I understand I'm biased because I'm coming from as a guy, I'm all about sports. So, mm-hmm. but I, I wonder about those kind of conversations where you can talk to somebody who really represents Pittsburgh and, and would be the kind of person that you would literally want to have a beer with and hear them tell stories or have a, a glass of wine because you guys are, um, you know, a little bit more high class than, than some of the people that I hang out with and know. Right. But um, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Does that, does that bring anyone to mind when I phrase the question that way? Well, yeah. So whenever you said Franco Harris, um, that re- reminded me of two instances when I've been in his presence, the first time was I was traveling from Pittsburgh to Orlando, Florida on business and I'm sitting in, in the, the row, the exit row, and who's sitting next to me in the, at the window seat, I'm on the aisle, it's Franco Harris. And so, you know, I just said hello and, you know, introduced myself and, you know, just chat, chatted very briefly with him. And then the second time that I was with Franco and I got to understand, so I was a kid of the 70s, you know, football family, both my parents had season tickets to the Steelers game. 
And so, um, you know, the Steelers of the 70s, you know, have a very special place in my heart and memories of childhood. So Franco was part of uh, an event that I attended. Uh, I'm a breast cancer survivor, as, as I've shared. And um, he was at this event down at Highmark Stadium. And myself and uh, a good friend of mine, Kelly Frost, she and I got to play um, cornhole with Franco <laughs> at this event. And it was, I mean, he was just, he's just so, so nice and so, so gracious. Um, and he's also, uh, I don't know if he still is or not, but part owner of the Pittsburgh Passion and met the, um, the lady who's the, the head coach. I believe her name is Terry. Uh, would have to confirm that, but um, it was just a, it was a lovely afternoon supporting fellow women who were, were breast cancer survivors. And it was great that that Franco came out to, to lend his his support to the organization. And I mean, to play cornhole with Franco Harris. And so it was Kelly and Franco against um, uh, me and, and Terry and they, they won. So, so it was a whole Penn State thing. <laughs> they, they were victorious. Sure. Well, it's yeah, it. And that that is the nice thing about the city of Pittsburgh is it's um, it's not such a big city that you know you have the celebrities who are not accessible. You, you've got so many people who are you know fairly accessible, which is pretty cool. Um, you know the the old Pittsburgh joke, which is um, how many Pittsburghers does it take to change a light bulb? Uh, the answer is five. One to actually change the light bulb, and four to talk about how much better the Steelers of the '70s probably could have done it. So, uh, <laughs> this is the way that it goes. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, Cindy, this has been—it's uh, been a lot of fun for me. I hope it's been enjoyable for you. I oh, hope our—I sure. hope the listeners have enjoyed kind of revi- revisiting where you've been, reminding uh, about what you've learned so far, and really developing um, that understanding that this is this is a fun, interesting adventure, but it's also a lot of work. You know, I'm sorry, but as the fill-in host, I've got to do this. We've got to do the 412, okay? All right, let's do it. uh, All right, so Cindy, what are the four things that are going to be on your salad? All right, so the four things on my salad, grilled chicken, black olives, french fries, because it's a Berg thing, (laughs) And uh, some cucumbers. Excellent. What is the one food that you will not eat? There isn't any. There is not one food that I've ever had that I've said, I will never eat that again. I'm one of those people that I'm not a picky eater. I've tried a lot of different things, you know, during, uh, during my life and have had a lot of different dining experiences, you know, throughout the years and nothing. <laughs> okay. What, what's the what's the name of the show with Andrew Zimmern, the guy who is like who goes oh, around? No, no, I'm not going to eat bugs, Rob. Okay, <laughs> right, I'm just, just, I'm just saying. There. You said there's nothing. I've watched that show, <laughs> and he will expand the list of things that you are not going to eat. Okay, point point taken. Yes, <laughs> so I will not eat bugs. <laughs> there we go. You Whether know, they're dipped in chocolate, deep fried, I'm not eating bugs. That, that is fine. And lastly, what are the two toppings that you must have on your pizza? Two toppings I must have on my pizza. Um, sausage, black olives. I, you know what? Can't go wrong there. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. Hey, Cindy, thank you so much for allowing me to flip the script and allowing me to host 
you have been very kind and it's been my privilege. Uh, Rob, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate you uh, offering to do this. And thank you very much uh, on behalf of Kelly and I for being our producer and the amazing work that you're doing for us. We really appreciate it. Uh, it, You guys are wonderful to work with. Listen, um, for all of the listeners that are out there, when you go to iTunes and you leave a review, do not review this one. Review the ones where you actually have a good host who is um, <laughs> knows what they're doing and is de- devoted to the brand. Um, please don't give them a low rating for this and be like, that guy just, he's out there. So, uh, But I would encourage you anyway, go to iTunes, leave a review. If you have missed any of the past episodes, go back and check those out. I would also encourage you check out some of the blog posts that are up on the website. Right. And, and beyond that, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, it's Kelly Commander with K2 Creative and PR. Did you know that there are over 4 billion social media users worldwide and that 74% of Americans are active on at least one social media platform? Sure, you've heard that content is king. But most people don't know how to write effective content to be included in a public relations campaign. K2 Creative and PR has you covered for everything content related, from social media management to public relations campaigns and more. Visit k2creativellc.com for more information. K2 Creative and PR, we make your message matter. Thank you for listening to Biz Bevs and Bites. The podcast is brought to you by Cindy Ellick Marketing Group and K2 Creative and PR. Come back and join us for the happiest hour. Reserve a table by subscribing to the podcast on all major sites and make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about the show, your hosts, and how to be featured by visiting bizbevsbites.com.